0: From Blythe Mitral Studios, just off the I 90 Trail in Beacon Hill, it's Spiritual Bitches of Seattle with Brittany Marie. Now, here she is, the spiritual bitch herself. It's Brittany Marie.
1: Yes! All right. Here we are again for another amazing episode. It's only been a few weeks. Yeah, it feels so abundant. It feels so in flow. It feels so aligned to be here, to be with you, to have this space. And I am so grateful that you've been showing up and you've been listening and seeing the amazing, beautiful Spiritual Bitches. I can't wait for you to meet today's Spiritual Bitch. She is gonna open your mind. I love her and I know you will too. All right, guys. Yes, it's time to get started. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys never fail to give me a wonderful welcome. I am so honored. I am so pleased to have you guys here again today. you won't believe the guest that I have this morning uh, or whenever it is that you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> I have Mika Go Big with me, who is a premier life coach and change strategist here in Seattle. She's one of the big dogs, so I'm super happy to have her here. Um, so clever. Mika Go Big is Go Big Coaching. <laughs> <laughs> And so um, some of the things that she really focuses on are imposter syndrome, negative self-talk, perfectionism, self-sabotage. These are things that are very present and very much around here in Seattle and just anywhere, anywhere we're at. And Things are getting hot, things are getting kind of crazy, especially politically, and having someone here that can really ground you in where you are and in your space is such a gift. So I am so happy to have Mika here with me today. Mika, welcome.
0: Thank you for having me today. I'm excited about this. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, so good, so good. Um, so So I met you through Hannah of Three Moon Collective, so really fun to have you here now. And um, so fortunate that she made that connection between us too. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And then I actually just recently, I saw that you had a workshop and I was like, oop, I'm going to go. And I'm so glad I did. It was so intimate. It was cozy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I felt like there was time to express and feel whatever was there. And it was about leaving behind perfectionism.
0: I like those small workshops. Uh, I don't do too many of them, but I really enjoy doing those small workshops, groups of women during the day, lunch and learn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think lunch and learn is great. I, I always like the idea of actually, but actually like bringing your lunch, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize it after the fact, like I could have just brought my lunch, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I'll probably do next time. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. And I'm just, you know, in case anyone is, you know, wondering where they can find you outside of like social media and whatnot, which we'll share later. Um, but I mean, you do workshops all over Seattle. Right. And I saw you at the Riveter. Right. Um, where are some other places that people can find you?
0: Um, right now, I have a couple of workshops coming up at uh, General Assembly. Those are free evening workshops, and uh, I have one or two more coming up at the Riveter too. Okay. And uh, I'm talking to a couple of other places, but those are the the ones coming up, uh, soon.
1: Okay. And is your best is your website the best way to know when those are coming up, or where should people follow you?
0: Either my website or Instagram.
1: Okay. Fabulous. And so, and then the Instagram is, um, is Mika Go Big.
0: Yes. Uh, the Instagram is go underscore big underscore coaching. Okay. Go Big Coaching with the underscores. And on my website, there's a sign up for the newsletter. And I send that out twice a month, not more. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, That usually has, that has a box about upcoming events.
1: Okay, fabulous. Well, I just joined your newsletter and I've already received one where you go in deep and I love it. (laughs) I love newsletters that, I mean, I think, you know, you and I talked about this once before at a um, uh, Matcha Monday. And, but like, like Hannah, very much. I mean, there's that style, right? Where you're vulnerable, where you're honest, where you're real. And that was something I saw in your blogs too, right? I love that you just really go for it. And it doesn't feel like... I mean, maybe that's me looking at where I am now, not Mm -hmm. necessarily comparing myself, but just recognizing um, where you are in your space and your coaching and your business and the way that you're able to project that through blogging or your Instagram or wherever you show up. And I'm just... I really... I've only just now kind of begun diving into your work, but so far I'm really enjoying it. And I just love how honest and real and genuine it is
0: thank you i that is something where i experimented around a little and then i realized uh, that anytime i i really got across to people
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's always been when when i just put out put, put out my stuff so just just being real and being honest about what's going on and that can be positive or negative or just yeah vulnerable Mm-hmm. doesn't even have to have the label of positive or negative. Just uh, put it out there say, does that resonate with anybody? <laughs> <laughs> and, and usually it does, right? And that's actually, um, I've seen that before, that this is really how you connect to people on social media also in a meaningful way. I think that's the only way uh, to, to build meaningful connections through newsletters and social media.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and I... I don't normally talk about this on a podcast or just, you know, cause there's, you know, maybe not enough time, but I really wanted to bring up, um, you know, maybe more so because I come from a design background mm-hmm. or that's my degree. Um, but I just really want to give you props on your design overall within your aesthetic. Um, Thank you. it's absolutely the fabulous and I love the colors. They're so spot on. They're simple, cohesive and incredibly expressive. Not only that, but I mean, you just changed your last name into Go Big Coaching. <laughs> I think that's absolutely creative, fabulous, and just right on the nose. And I'm wondering if, you know, especially as we look at like imposter syndrome and, you know, perfectionism and self-sabotage, you know, self talks, like your four main pillars when you go out and talk and do your workshops. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering where your journey is has gotten to that spot where you could see that go big coaching, taking that with your last name and using the tans and the browns and making them so colorful and expressive. Um, cause you know, for me, I find I, I can, it's easier for me to design for other people, mm-hmm. but designing for myself and my business is very tricky and I think that I get too involved in like my colors. And sometimes I get lost in my own colors because they're all very loud. And I think maybe I yeah. should tone it down or, you know, <laughs> I'm still kind of going through that phase of just playing around. But you just like, the, even the pictures, the pictures are so aesthetically pleasing. It's Thank all you. so wonderfully put together. And I'm rambling now, but I'm just wondering, how did you, how did you get to that place of where you felt? Because I can, I feel connected to your branding. Thank you, know? you.
0: Thank you. That's a huge compliment. Yes. I'm glad it, it resonates with you that much. Um, I think my my I had uh, two big experiments for finding my visual style because yeah. I always said I have no talent for that. That's one of those <laughs> things, right? <laughs> oh. I have no talent for that because I, I'm friends with so many graphic designers and artists and so I'm a word person, right? So I'm a writer, Um and so I was like, I, ca- I can't do that. And uh, then I had um, one experience, like 2016, I did a year without shopping. Okay. And I decided that I didn't want to blog. I was kind of burned out on blogging at that point. Um, and I did a photo on Instagram every day with a mini blog. Mm-hmm. So I'm still, a, I'm still a writer. So my yeah. photos <laughs> always come with a lot of text. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I like it this way. I love mini um, blogs. And uh, that was, uh, I think, the point where I also um, realized that this is a medium I can express myself well. And then, I I got into taking photos. And so when I relaunched my coaching business, I felt like, okay, it has to be all mine, mm. because everybody said, oh, you can reshare, and, and I, I do that in my stories when I see something nice. Uh, but on my time, on on my. Grid, I'm like, no, I want that all to be mine. It can be other people's quotes or something, but uh, so I really got into that and I'm, I really started enjoying it. And it's kind of like a new creative outlet. And just especially in uh, overcoming perfectionism, allowing myself to take charge of this medium. Mm-hmm. I mean, I talk to people who, who know more about it than I do, but that's still a difference. I mean, someone explained to me how you do the filter thing so that you have a color scheme. But I, I was the one who said it has to be neutral okay. um, because I didn't want, uh, yeah, I, I wanted it to be, to be really a fit for who I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, my, my confidence in style questions or design questions has always been a matter of clothing. I never needed, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've needed anybody to give me advice on clothing for the past 30 years. Um, You're very stylish, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And I grew up with uh, a lot of stylish women around me. And my mother had tons of friends in the fashion industry. And they taught me when I was a kid, basically. And when I was a teenager, they took me to the trade fairs and the shows. And that was kind of a natural learning process that I enjoyed. And I said, okay, I don't wear colors, so why would I have a brand that has colors? Mm, okay, yeah. And so I've just, uh, people told me, oh, but you need an accent color. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't care what other people need. I don't.
1: Right, yes, uh, yes. But
0: in the end, I do have an accent color. But because when I go through, uh, like, the last couple of weeks or something, I see blues and greens coming up. Yes. So yes. there is kind of an accent color, but not a not a chosen one, and not one I use for the graphic design. That's all. All the beiges.
1: Yeah. No. I think I think that's actually really advanced. You know, first off, like you being able to stay very true to yourself and saying like, no, I don't need color. I don't care that this is your profession or like your opinion or whatever. I'm gonna be true to me. This feels really good to me. This mm. is fun for me. This is where I'm going to be. And um, and I think that's really smart when you are able to choose photos that are able to give you, like, those little pops of color that come through and help enhance your overall color, you know, like your tans and your beiges and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I think it's a very advanced way of styling, and it, it looks very intuitive.
0: Thank you. It's really just me doing my thing. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. really what it is. And uh, I enjoy it, and I'm getting more and more into it. And... <laughs> I hope that's the joy spreading.
1: Uh, well, I i mean, I felt joy when yeah. I looked at it. So I, I would, you know, for me, I'll say it's definitely there. Um, I'm just wondering, I definitely want to talk about other things, but because the branding is just so on key, do you have any advice for people who are like kind of still struggling or don't feel aligned perhaps with their branding or the the way that they're communicating or expressing themselves within their business or work or whatever?
0: I... I uh, would say, I read something intre- I read um, The Gifts of Imperfection last week by okay. Brene Brown. Uh, very small book. I can totally recommend that. That's a quick read, uh, but take notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and one thing that I found really, really important, um, and that's something a lot of us, I think, don't uh, realize that much. She said intuition may also be, oh, I don't have enough information to make that decision. Oh. And that's an interesting point, right? Because uh, we are kind of desperate to say, okay, am I going for A or B? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, what does my intuition tell me? And it doesn't tell me anything. And then you feel like you're lost or you don't have intuition. But that may just be a point where you need more information or sit with it longer. Yeah. And uh, the other point uh, I found interesting was... The moment she said, the moment I start serving people about what I should do, I'm off. And that is something I would totally second. That the moment I start asking too many people, and not for information, but for advice, okay. there's something off. Then I'm not there. And I think for myself, um, I've always found that um, just going doing my thing. Uh, it works yeah it works for me it it doesn't necessarily work for everybody but I don't need to reach everybody yeah and that's the point it's it's much easier to just go for what you like and there are so many gurus out there that give you all kinds of advice but if you feel that's not right for you just try something else yeah there are tons of other things that work for other people yeah like
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. I mean, that's so true. I also, I mean, I, I'm also now just kind of like biting at the bit to ask you now about, cause I, I wanted to do that. Um, I feel like that's so relevant after what you just said, staying true to yourself, mm-hmm. right? That's a big one. And you did something that was very big. You made a big leap, you mm-hmm. know, as you say, you went through this transition in midlife. Um, You know, coming from Frankfurt, Germany and coming over here and um, you don't have to go into all the details if you don't want to, but um, I would love to hear about that story and, you know, finding what was true to you in that space and in that journey.
0: Yeah, it's it's really, it was an interesting time because when I decided to move to the US again, I'd been here in the 90s, um, that was a time when my life in Frankfurt was actually going really well. So, uh, I had leaped before, but mostly was running away and not toured. Okay. And so my set of expectations was very different when I did that seven years ago. Um, I had re-met, uh, a boyfriend I had had in the nineties when I lived <laughs> in the U.S. So, <laughs> um, we were, we were a couple back then and then, yeah, life happens. And, um, so we met back like 15 years later, uh, both divorced, no ki- no children. So kind of an ideal scenario to re-meet in yeah. midlife. And uh, it all happened pretty quickly from there. And um, I don't regret a minute of it, but it was more difficult than I expected. It was much more difficult. Okay. And that was actually, in the end, I'd say, today, where, not in the end, but where I am right now, I'd say... Um, I'm really grateful for that struggle because it really gave my coaching direction and it gave me, um, really the possibility to, again, kind of reinvent myself, uh, peel off a couple more layers of the, of the fake onion. (laughs) I don't know. I always feel like I'm pretty, I'm pretty true to who I am, but, uh, there's always that point where you can strip a couple more layers and, uh be even more unapologetically you, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it was really difficult in the beginning because I didn't really think that imposter syndrome would hit me that hard again, Mm. especially knowing how these things happen. Uh, And uh, I really had to go all the way through it and through a depression and my anxiety flared up. And actually, I never thought... I had anxiety because when I was younger, that wasn't even called anxiety. That was called being high-strung, I guess. Mm. And and this, this being a high-energy person, being high-strung, that seemed to be, oh, that's normal. And nobody did anything about it. Um, and so going through this entire process, uh, working with a therapist, uh, journaling into these things, uh, going back to my coaching training and the material, some of it, was stuff I had eye rolled at at the point it's like yeah I'm not working with that
1: okay that's
0: not me yeah. and then I'm like oh that's exactly what we need right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, so that was the development and um, I have a I have a second business which I've had for a long long time and uh, around 2017 it was down a little that's corporate communications that's not a bad business but it's not as meaningful as what I'm mostly doing now, mm-hmm. uh, I still I still like having it, but in 2017 uh, revenues went down, and I thought about mm, yeah, there's a lot of uh, machines can do, and I was I was uh, at that point where I felt like okay, you have to find yourself another stream of revenue and I just made a list of like a hundred things I don't know why it was it was a lot of stuff and I just I just uh, said okay I could do this I could do that I've done this I could and what I did instead of just I don't know why. I was in the midst of a depression. I was totally not energetic. And what I decided to do instead of finding myself a job or something, some regular income, I'm like, no, I can't do that. I can't go work for someone else. I just decided to relaunch my coaching practice. Oh, I love it. I I don't know why. It was just like, okay, this is what I have to do and suddenly my last name made sense right because in german it doesn't make i mean in german it doesn't make sense at all and yeah. in german it doesn't ha- even have i spell it g o e b i g because my american family has the has that spelling in german it's g o b i g it just has the two dots over the o
1: okay yeah
0: so right um eventually maybe i'll just Uh, cut out the e again when i when i need a new passport or something yeah (laughs) but suddenly it made perfect sense and uh, yeah oh yeah helped me help me actually through the tail end of my depression to just say okay i'm going to help others
1: oh that's fabulous that's fabulous so one thing just to clarify did you end up moving here because of your he's your husband now yeah because of your husband yeah wow yeah and things and so like things were going really well in frankfurt and then you came over and you met and you were like okay i'm gonna dive in and i'm gonna dive in deeper and then you crashed right and you found your like you you invested and you dove in deep to that crash and you re-rose like a like a phoenix (laughs) i mean i love it it's an amazing story
0: and it was it was uh there were really a couple of points like um i was working on journaling prompts i don't know wasn't quite sure what to do with it, and one that I came across was, uh, "What what are you telling yourself that you're not listening to?"
1: Yeah,
0: and that's that's a good one. I've I've reused that a couple of times since. And at that point when I came across it, it was "Thank you for the struggle," and I'm like, seriously, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you very much indeed. Um, <laughs> but sometimes you have those. Insights, right? right? And then that's the thing. You really have to grab them and roll with them, mm-hmm. no matter where they lead you. I think that's the, that's the one thing I've really learned over the years and decades. Um, ignoring them only postpones stuff, yeah. only takes you longer. I think you always have to go straight through.
1: Yeah, No, that's very true. I don't know why, but I'm now thinking of Alice in Wonderland, Mm -hmm. you know, her having to go through, you know, into the rabbit hole and, and dive in and get lost. And, you know, sometimes she's like, get real. And then she's like, well, what are you talking about? You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. And the the rabbit hole, I mean, in the end, it's, uh, it's part of the journey. And uh, like looking back, half of the rabbit hole wasn't that bad then, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's only it's only so bad right in that moment when you're in a certain time period. But I mean, I guess that's that's the thing. It'll change. Mm. It'll always change again. Yeah. And it it feels hard to believe that at certain points. But uh that's the only thing that's for sure. That's that's definitely the that's the full truth. It's going to change again and so that's that's where uh, we have to focus on our mindset to make it possible. Just to be open to change, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be super um, super positive, but just be open to change. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's like that's Darwinism, right? Like he talks about people think that Darwinism. What he's what he's speaking about is being the strongest and the fittest, right? And that's not actually the thing. It's just being the person or being whatever. Is most adaptable to change, right? Yeah,
0: right. And I think that's uh, most of us are so impatient with ourselves um, when we go through big changes. Oh my gosh, me? <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, you always expect. Uh, you're suddenly you're in a new relationship, or you're out of a relationship, or you're in a new job, or in a new environment. You're moving. Um, half across the country or the world and you always expect that you have to take it in stride Mm. or you or people have a have a kid or i don't know all these things that those are huge those are monumental events and if we don't uh, give ourselves the grace to say okay that that uh, is not easy Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and that's okay to be struggling with that
1: that's something that I try to tell myself pretty often is yeah. that it's okay to be struggling with what I'm struggling with. So yeah. like one thing, I'm pretty open about this on the podcast and just like wherever I podcast or wherever I talk. But, um, so I have gut flora issues. Mm-hmm. Like, so I have IBS and more specifically I have SIBO. Do you yeah. know SIBO is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and actually I think we might have like touched base on this while at the Riveter. I don't remember. Um, but anywho, and so that's you know, I didn't realize that it was SIBO. I had tested positively for SIBO during a test with my naturopath. Yeah. And um, I didn't really focus on it. I just kind of was like, oh, okay. And I lightly researched it, but I didn't think that was like ding, ding, ding the thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got a download, oh, after that match of Monday, oh, I yeah, got this yeah. huge download right afterwards. And I just thought like, because I was very uncomfortable. So one of my big symptoms is, is that I'm carrying a lot of water weight. Right oh, yeah, now yeah. I'm carrying at least 15 pounds. And I know it to be true. And that's yeah. how I found out I had IBS is that I dramatically lost it wow. in like six weeks. And wow. I just thought I was like, you know, this larger girl or whatever. And that has to do with... The way I was raised and blah blah blah. We don't really have to go into all of that. But the point is, is I was like, Whoa. And I felt so amazing. I felt so good. Yeah. And then I started getting depressed. And then it started coming back. And I got scared. I was like, I'm putting on a lot of weight very quickly and I just lost a lot of weight very quickly. Yeah. That does not seem normal. And they told me I had phantom symptoms and all these things. Anyways. And so that's been like a couple years in the making and I've been dealing with this since like, since I was like 14, right? maybe even before then. So I'm fortunate that I don't have, now looking into SIBO and learning about this, that I don't have Crohn's disease and that I don't have to have a bag, you know, like I am so fortunate yeah. and right now, actually today's number today's day number one of this very strict diet that I'm doing mm-hmm. for SIBO, but it's like SIBO was a thing that I'm dealing with. And before I found out just a few Mondays ago, um, I just, you know, I, I've been dealing with a lot of feelings of being self-conscious and it had more so to do with feeling lost in my health yeah. than actually feeling bad because I keep getting larger and there's there's like nothing I can do about it. That's That's more so the reason why it's the nothing I can do about it. So then that's what I focus on when I go out. Right, And, you know, learning about SIBO, being more specifically, I just got this download and I was like, let me just look into this. Let me see. And I dove in deep and I like for two or three days, I almost did nothing but look up SIBO. And I like, I got a game plan. I ordered these products. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm Mm -hmm. knocking it out. But it still is a struggle.
0: Yeah. And sometimes it can take so long until something resonates with you. I mean, and then you realize, I've heard this before. Um. Like uh, what was that I had that a couple of weeks ago when I talked to a colleague of mine uh, about what's your secret sauce and what's what are we running what message are we running with and all these things and she said something about well but you are all about being pragmatic and efficient and that's there's a lot of uh, directness in you that other people don't have mm. and I'm like yeah yeah coaching German style and <laughs> uh, and I, funnily enough, I have that uh, as my desktop background on my laptop and she pointed to was like that's exactly it I mean why is that not on your material mm. and I'm like you are right and you are not the first person who tells me that so that's that's a uh, uh, that's a much smaller example because it's only about marketing and messaging but health is, is the basically it comes down to the same thing you need to have the right channel uh mm-hmm. to get a message at a certain point so um and i think with health one of the other problems is that a lot of people just always tell you uh, you're imagining things that, and that is, is so horrible
1: frustrating it's mm-hmm. it's a crime i think it's yeah. really a crime to be invalidating people but mm-hmm. then again like that's the society that we live in mm-hmm. and you know if we're if we're still at a point where me too. It's still a struggle for people to get behind. And I will admit, I was struggling to get behind it in the beginning. I was like, what are all these women talking about? You know? And then it just like, it kind of clicked for me. And I was like, oh my God, you know, living in kind of like the matrix, if you will. Right. Um, And, and I think it's very parallel. We are, it's inconvenient To believe someone because then we have to dive in deeper in that space and we have to do something about it. We have to, quote unquote, clean it up. Yeah. Um, And that's a struggle. Like any, whether you're being invalidated, whether you're the person who was invalidating someone else, regardless if you are aware of it or not, like it's all a struggle. We're all struggling. And I think, and not that I want to make this politically, but I'm just finding that like a lot of people are dividing politically right now. And not to make a stand, I mean, a lot of people probably know where I'm at, but like it's not really about like where you stand. It's more so about the fact that we are dividing so right. strongly and that it's like heartbreaking. It feels like another civil war, if you will. And it's all a struggle. We're all struggling right now. Wherever you look at our struggle around you. And I think right. I love that's why I'm bringing all of this up because I love that you just said like being comfortable in the struggle or telling yourself that it's okay that you're struggling and validating for yourself taking that moment for yourself to say it's okay
0: right it's okay is one of my most important sentences I mean I don't know how often (laughs) that shows up in my journal like it's okay especially in the morning I wake up and I'm yeah, I do morning pages as my journaling routine. Mm-hmm. Uh because then I then I can I can set actually I can set my mood for the day much better if I just blur out what's uh, been boiling up overnight. Mm-hmm. Um then I can say okay, out with it and turn actually turn the page and and go positively into the day mm-hmm. or with energy or something. Um so, But that it's okay comes up a lot. And I think that's uh, when, I, when I hold my workshops and I ask people how they want to feel. It's always confident. And uh, I get that. But I think people have ideas of what confident looks like that are, again, not their own very often. Yeah, comparison and, culture. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and I mean, confident means that you don't give a damn. <laughs> that that's confidence, right? Yeah. Um, that you are willing to say, yep, yeah, okay. This person loves me. This person doesn't like me. This person is okay with me. Yep, that's it. Fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's that's where um, a lot of the struggle is. And I mean, a comparison culture is one of your big topics or yeah. the, the big topic. Mm-hmm. So that's really uh, one of the issues that people think confidence is against something they see in others yeah. and they have to make up their own brand of it. Yeah. It's harder, but it's more interesting too.
1: You know, that's a thing is it's I, and I've never thought about it like this, but really what it is, is that people are going out and. You know, they see someone, they see that confidence, and then they try to replicate it. But it's almost as if, if you compare that or use the metaphor of, they see a recipe on Pinterest, Mm -hmm. but then try to make the recipe without reading the recipe. Right. You know, so you're not doing the work. Right, and you know, and whenever I read a recipe, gosh, I don't think I all, I don't think I never have all of the ingredients. I'm always makeshifting with something else. You know, <laughs> yeah, totally. You totally. just, you just gotta. It's like Tim Gunn. You gotta Tim Gunn it. You gotta make it work. Yeah, you know? exactly,
0: exactly. And it's just like yeah, everybody has their own story, so everybody uh, can build and has to build their own version of confident or their own version of themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the beauty of it.
1: Something that I want to point out is that before when you were saying it's okay or when you said fine Mm. it was much different than what we normally turn to so if my guess if my guy says it's okay Mm. i kind of think "Mm," or if he says sure he says sure a lot that's his word for yes (laughs) and i'm like sure doesn't sound like he's like yeah no sure I'm like, well, that doesn't sound like enthusiastic. I'm not, Mm. but that's just a communication thing. We're still kind of in a relatively new relationship. So we'll get through that. But, you know, there's, there's moments where, you know, you kind of think like, ah, what was that? And so my point is, is that the tone, Mm. the tone of you saying it's okay or fine is not, it's okay or it's fine or it's fine. You know, you're just saying like, it's okay. You know, it's, it's so, it, it, it sounds like there's so much love to what you're saying. You're saying, thank you for that energy. Thank you for that clarity. It's okay. I'm taking that in and everything's just fine.
0: Right. It takes uh, time to get there. Yeah. And I'm not there every day, but uh, it it is getting much easier when you get in th- into the habit. And that's uh, something we've talked about before. Um, I think mirror work is the Mm. the key to all that I haven't done um, mirror work yet yeah. <laughs> and
1: I, I, so I haven't just haven't dived into it yet yeah. but I think it's a phenomenal idea and it's something that I want to start yeah. incorporating It just sounds so
0: revolutionary and that is like um Louise Hay has an entire system built on on the mirror work but I feel like you can you can start with 30 seconds and have an effect it's like it's like meditation you can do five minute meditations or one minute meditations and you'll have an effect, and that's uh, the, those micro doses of self care. I, I like that um, because that is basically what makes the change over time. I'm, I'm I'm big on habits and routines, so I think that's how you can really take care of yourself. And it, I th- I think those tiny steps um, allow, especially women, not only of course, but uh, to take care of themselves without feeling selfish. I mean, I wish I could make people more selfish, but... Uh... Yeah, that's
1: what, that's, I should. Yeah, that's another thing that you're really big on is yeah. um, making people feel more selfish. Mm-hmm. I think you said that that was like your mission. Your it's mission kind of is my to...
0: mission, yeah, and sometimes I throw it out like that and other times I just <laughs> try to come from a different angle without mentioning it. But uh, somehow growing up an only child at a time and in an environment where there were almost no only children... Mm, I didn't – and, yeah, so around a lot of adults, I didn't get the message that I wasn't supposed to just ask for things and, yeah, Mm -hmm. do whatever. Um, So I didn't get that message that most girls got when they were young. Or I got it too late. It's a little bit like with public speaking. I saw my father do a lot of public speaking, And so I thought it was normal. It was something adults do. And so he got me on stage very, very quickly to do little things. Like when I was four or five years old, by the time I learned that people are scared of public speaking, I had done it so often that, yeah, I wasn't scared anymore. Um, And I think that's the same with this um, selfishness in a positive way, I think. Uh, standing up for what you what you need and what you want, and you won't always get it. But when you ask for it, it's much easier to take a no than to have that story in your head how you would like it and you never ask. And I really believe that um, you have to put your oxygen mask on first in your life too. Yes, it's it's not it's not only in emergency scenarios; it's in everyday life because that's what ninety nine percent of our lives is every day. And if we don't learn to do it then and only see it as an emergency scenario, um, we are hurting ourselves and that will not be to the benefit of anybody else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Beautifully, beautifully put, beautifully said. So there was something that I also definitely wanted to dive in with you. And so I, part of it is because I'm really big on community, mm-hmm. right? And I, I mean, that's part of like my own MO which mm-hmm. is, uh, I have I have a few of them, but I feel like my purpose or my my mission like yours is to help encourage and enlighten people about the art of simpatico. I really want to encourage that um, within life and around us. I think that's like yeah. the key to life, to have a fruitful, worthwhile, wholesome life. I think that's what you do. You live in the art of simpatico. Um, so that's why community is really big for me. And I think also because... Um, I'm going through my Saturn return Mm -hmm. and so I'm finding that a lot of my community and it's not just because like politically but just like in the scope of it um, I'm being divided from people like who were my friends and now we've just like drifted apart or now with family and whatever else so I'm going through this transition and I'm really trying to find my own community and um, so I've been really playing around with that conversation here in these spaces but I, I wanted to do that a little bit differently, because of the way that you do your workshops, or your, more specifically your group coaching, right? So the the um, workshop that I went to with you at the Riveter um, that had six people in it, mm-hmm. and then on your website, you know, it says that you have your your group coaching program is max five people, right? Right.
0: Um,
1: and so I very much get the sense that intimate spaces are very important to you and like communicating, connecting and with your community. Cause also your, your messages and your newsletter and your blogs, like I think part of what makes them feel so authentic is that they feel intimate, but not overly intimate. It feels special to read it and to interact with it. So I'm wondering, you know, is, does that have anything to do with you wanting to have five people max in your group sessions? And, um, have you had more than that? Have you had experience with more, larger groups and you just found that like five was the sweet spot or small, small groups were the sweet spot?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a different uh, energy for sure. I, I like public speaking, as I said earlier. Um, so I'm very comfortable with big groups, mm. uh, especially in person. But I think it's a totally different work because when I, let's say, I work with a group of 25 people or more, uh, at that point, it could be basically any number. I will reach someone or I hope to reach someone with something I say, but there 's no interaction right uh, at that point when I work with a large group, I can only hope that something I say helps someone clicks with someone um, and if like I said before uh, it you might hear something a thousand times and then someone says it a little differently, and that clicks so. That is what can happen with big groups. And then having the offer to say, okay, if you want to work uh, with me, then let's talk. But uh, with a small group, um, I think the huge advantage is that uh, it's more organic. So I will still provide more content, uh, that's clear. But I think the moment you stick to a group of five maximum... And right now I have one with three, which is really nice. Um, people can learn from each other mm. and they all have more time. And I think that's, that's the nice thing. That's why I like to do the small groups. And then I can learn from them too. Because that's where the whole thing develops, right? So the next group, uh, again, builds on what I've done with the group before. And so that's why I think I'm just not at the point where I would want a a membership program, Mm. a larger one. Yeah. Maybe I will one day, I don't know. But right now I feel that uh, separating large workshops or talks on the one hand as like an entry point or as reaching someone on a certain level versus working one-on-one on on a small group with people, it's two different things uh, that, again, teach me very different uh, things, too. And the small group also, for me, is a matter of accessibility. Mm. Not everybody can afford or is ready to invest in one-on-one work with a coach. And that doesn't matter if it's me or someone else. But sure. not everybody is at that point in their lives. And so group, small group always gives people uh, a way to still benefit from the effects without uh, the time or financial investment
1: yeah it, it feels very much that because of the number or even just like the the number of three so community i think community can feel like a very big term in, right. in, in the sense of there's a lot of people involved in a community which extensively yes there is but a community i think can be just as small as four people right the one that's in that you have right now including yeah. you yeah. for your for your current group class Um, or, Or a session. And I think it's really magical when you can interact in a space that feels like your community and feels like your space that's collectively owned by the people to you, you know,
0: right. And so that's, that's, for instance, why my next step, I, I want a retreat. Mm. So I don't want to go to bigger groups necessarily. Yeah. That's the thing. I like to go into companies and, and talk to bigger groups. That's uh, one thing. But as far as that building community goes, uh, I think what I, my next step staying in the smaller circles is, is uh, a retreat. I would love to do that. Eventually I will but, uh, yeah.
1: Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. That's what, that's one of my dreams is that I want to, um, create a retreat center on Bainbridge Island, a very small one. Um, I just want to, um, you know, buy, there's not very many of them right now on Bainbridge Island, but buy one of the fixer uppers and that's got like acres and, you know, I could do like a fire pit and whatever else. And oh my gosh, I just go on and on and on about it. (laughs) Um, but I, you know, like where it's like three bedrooms and, you know, the beds can be split into like a double or a two twins or whatever. And just like right. six people, that sounds perfect. And just have like a retreat once a weekend yeah. um, or like one, once a month for a weekend and uh, working with coaches like you. I mean, that's part of the vision, right? To bring that yeah. forward uh, every month.
0: And that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much uh, when people ask me, how do you see that? And I'm like, I see a maximum of 10. That's, yeah. that's really the maximum because I think if people trust you with their free time, mm-hmm. and a weekend is a long time. I mean, no, it, it's much too, it feels much too short when you leave, but I feel like especially people who m- might have family, just like freeing up that time and trusting you with uh, delivering value while they go away for themselves, um, I think it has to be a smaller group it, it feels to me that it, if you want to deliver the value, um, for me it feels like it has to be a smaller group, mm-hmm. so that you can really say, okay, I'll make that, I'll over deliver to you, I'll make that worth for you, worth it for you. Yeah, when you take time out from your regular life. Yeah. Or tell your children they have to find their own entertainment this weekend, <laughs> <or> whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. I love that vision. That sounds just beautiful. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, let's cool. go. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, it's just, so I do want to touch over one thing, and I think I kind of chose this to plug for you, but I just think it's so cool. Um, so I do want to go into your new Go Big All-In package because mm-hmm. I think, guys, it sounds so good. <laughs> So I'm just going to go ahead and give the floor to you. And I would love for you to talk about this wonderful package that people can dive in with you with. Because it's just, it's short and sweet. I'll just go and say this. It's short <laughs> and sweet. It's so smart. It's adaptable to you. I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah, so uh, the idea behind it was, like, I've I've experimented around a lot with uh, working with one-on-one clients. Mm-hmm. And what I've really felt is uh, that... Uh, as you build a coaching relationship, it's really hard to do that when you see each other for one hour, and then you, then you're just at a point where something's happening. Uh, you feel you've just touched upon the point, and then that's it. So mm. the idea behind this uh, go big all in package that I've created is that uh, I spend uh, about about a day. Um, to start out with uh, with my client. So let's say like five, six hours of actual work. But there might be walks in between or we grab lunch and coffee and everything. But having an intense day with one-on-one to get started where we can talk about value-based goals. We can basically give you a kickstart and uh, get to know each other, form that bond Uh, that makes it so much easier to work with, and then set the value-based goals going forward and also establish the commitment. I think that is one of the big issues uh, where people really want to work, but uh, they're struggling and they need accountability. And that's why this, this package, so we go from one day with about six hours of work and really build, the a solid foundation going forward. And then there are uh, 10 regular one on one sessions, either in person or um, online, and people are free to adjust them as they want. There can be double sessions, like two hour sessions, it can be one hour sessions, weekly, bi weekly. But I'm also available, uh, pretty much, I'm at the person's back and call, sort of. I mean, <laughs> I go to bed early, I get up early. So it, it, it's, it's, on my, it's, short, it's on my schedule still. But right. um, if people need accountability, or they have a question, they can text or email at any time. And, at the, uh, and within a very reasonable time frame, I will get back to them uh, immediately. Because I feel that's where um, a lot of the struggle is that uh, people then ghost on their on, on themselves, basically, right? Yes, the moment yes. someone ghosts on me as their coach, I'm in their corner. I'm their cheerleader. So cheerleading German style is <laughs> a little different. Uh, it's uh, there might be an element of tough luck and uh, tough love in the, in that. But um, I'm their cheerleader. I'm in their corner. When people ghost on me, I don't take that too personally because that's ghosting. Uh, that's them ghosting on themselves. Mm. Right. Because I I am here to help them. Yeah. And any coach, of course. But uh, that's really um, I love that uh, that uh, possibility to really dive deep with someone and build that trust either in one day or in two. I've had that also with a client that we split it in two um, because family obligations just didn't make that full day possible. And we did it like with two, I think. Did it two Saturdays in a row or something mm-hmm. or maybe it was a weekday and a Saturday but uh, never mind but uh, we split it up in two mornings and that was uh, about the same way we still had a, had a chance to dive deep together and establish that trust and then her doing some homework and coming back and saying okay what came up for the second part of, the, of this intense um, start mm-hmm. so I, I really really love that type of work and being able to dive deep with people there.
1: Yeah, that's really important. I mean, I I do like, there are a lot of coaches that I think I follow on um, Instagram or wherever that kind of are in that space of, um, I don't know if that's like the right term, but like mega coaching, yeah. where you have so many people sign up for a limited time program and yeah. you know, content comes out every week or every two days or whatever it is um and i think like that's great i think that's fine if you're wanting that at a distance you know and right. then you can ask questions and they'll answer your questions um but and it, it feels like it feels like a class and coaching combined into one but there's something so unique and different and vulnerable and engaging and igniting you know that comes out of the space when you're able to dive in deep with a partner right right within that space and I think I think that's why I'm so keen on your program it's one of the most exciting exciting ones that I've read so far that I've seen out there I just think it's so I think it's so brilliant to be with them in their space or whatever it is and talk to them and just kind of whatever comes out and it's a very intense day right but you know it's But you're right. Like sometimes, you know, you leave a coaching session or a therapy, like whatever it is, you know, whatever session you're in and you kind of feel like it's done because time's up. But then a part of you is like, but if I could keep going Mm -hmm. and that's when you're encouraged to journal and to like do your side of the work, which is important. Yeah. Um, but I'm just imagining, cause even a retreat, like a retreat wouldn't even be like that. This is a totally different space where you were with them one-on-one Really with them, really pushing them or, you know, pulling them back, helping them guide into a space that's comfortable for them, comfortable for you and best for the overall relationship. So right. that we, they see the results that they want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's an intense uh, experience, but it's also s- extremely rewarding. For, for both, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the experience where you don't want uh, big plants maybe in the evening. You're just like, okay, <laughs> now some self-soothing. Like, yeah, it's like one a, of the days like, it's yeah. like
1: if you get a bikini wax, yeah. you don't want to do anything no. for the rest of the day. <laughs> exactly, you just want to hang exactly. out at home. <laughs>
0: yeah, just, just cuddle, cuddle your dog or cat or yeah. whatever or take a hot bath or something. Yeah, yeah. But I, I love the idea of working more. Um, that's why I put that program on uh, with people also locally mm. because it can be it can be done over a distance but um I really, really think that the energy in this community has brought has, has introduced me to so many people I really connect with mm. if that is other coaches or if that is people in the wellness scene or if that's um um, also people who work the tech jobs I love to work with women in tech because they usually respond well being engineers uh, they respond well to the direct approach which <laughs> other people might uh, take a little longer yeah. um, but uh, I mean it's not for everybody some people need a softer approach so that's there's someone out there for everybody but I feel that uh, the especially the women's network I've built over the last year or one and a half, is so amazing that right now that split into doing some corporate work, uh, getting out there, um, but also doing this very intense work one-on-one or with small groups, that's very fulfilling for me very much because I feel like my uh, personal development and how I continue my journey Depends very much on the work I do one-on-one or in small groups.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love the little gems that you've just thrown into this episode and, like, this space with me. I... I just love it, you know, like you're talking about like how true you are to yourself and just saying like, yeah, I heard that, thanks, but I'm going with this, you know, (laughs) and you know, again, just being vulnerable and taking yourself forward and uh, really catching yourself when you're ghosting on yourself. I've never heard ghosting on yourself before. I don't know if that's popular if
0: you've coined that, but I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I I think I just uh, came up with that. I mean, that, I mean, of <laughs> course. <laughs> I think I just made that up. At least I'll give from, you the yeah. credit. I'll give you <laughs> don't the know, credit. I will give you i do not know. I don't love it. Maybe I heard it someplace. I'll quote but, you. Um, but yeah, the point is really uh, when we take when we take it too personally with people ghosting on us, it's really they're ghosting on themselves, right? Yeah. It, and not only with coaching or therapy or yeah, like. I don't know the the gym body thing. The gym body. The gym. If you go to the gym together and you uh, and you have an accountability body oh, for the gym yes. or or creative endeavors, it's all of those, mm. right? When we when we step back from those involvements uh yeah we'll go stay on ourselves
1: you know it's really funny i'm gonna i'm gonna call out um a friend of mine well call out the both of us mm-hmm. her name is ari farley i'm gonna put her in the show notes because she's fabulous <laughs> she's gonna hate me for maybe she'll hate me i don't know she's uh. she's interesting i love her she's an artist and um she's so amazing go work with her she's uh she lives right now in rolla missouri and um she works at this camp where we met almost 10 years ago which is just crazy Um, maybe not 10 years ago but you know close to and uh anyways and so she's just been such a good friend of mine for years now and something we've been diving into lately is we'll be each other's accountability partners Mm -hmm. and um both of us I think kind of reached the end of this project and we were like okay then the holidays happened and then we haven't been like accountability buddies since yeah and I recently I recently went back to Missouri and I, I gave her a visit and um uh and we were like, yeah, no, I, I want to do it again. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need it. I feel like it was so good just to like talk with you once a week and just see like what you're doing. Even if you say, yeah, I didn't get it done. I mean, it's like, that's okay. That's a checkpoint yeah. and you're working through it. And uh, so I'm just, what I'm doing is I'm calling out the both of us. Um, <laughs> yeah. So someone please bring that back up and make sure that the two of us are working together again. Yeah. Yeah, so good. <laughs> but it, I think, yeah, it, it really does. It makes a difference. And right. it makes a difference when you really love and believe in that person i mean right i i I think that like accountability partner is great but i think also choosing wisely i mean don't put too much pressure on it right but choose wisely in your accountability partner because you know if you if you don't know them very well or you know there's not like a big commitment or you can't envision what they're visioning right it's hard to feel passionate or motivated for them so that way you can show up together for the both of you
0: right Absolutely, totally agree. And uh, not everybody needs an accountability partner. Uh, That's true. Many people do, so I, I think <laughs> in general, in general, most people fare better uh, with an accountability partner as long as you both are able to, as you said, be passionate about each other's projects and and uh, journey uh, and hold the space, mm-hmm. right? Uh, being non judgmental, of course, is is key, and I think especially if you, we all know that when we have to have a deadline, that we usually get stuff done like the night before, (laughs) right? Um, Yeah, that happens. And sometimes with an accountability partner, that happens too, right? It's like, oh, I said I would do that. And we're talking tomorrow. So let me do that today. Yeah. And that's kind of an interesting thing. Because if you don't, then it's interesting, because we all have that tendency to not to want to disappoint. If you still don't do it, um, then, I mean, think about, do you really want to do it? Yeah. Because we all put a lot of should goals on our list.
1: Yes. Yes. I know. Mm -hmm. I love that. You you brought that up in the workshop and that was something I love quoting Tony Robbins because he said, don't should all over yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And, uh, and that's a good thing because if even an accountability partner doesn't get you to do the thing, whatever it is, mm-hmm. then maybe you don't want to do it, and then it won't happen. I mean, if you, yeah, if the gym is a place you hate, and you you're stuck in that uh, mindset, it won't happen. Even if your accountability partner drags you there a few times, mm-hmm. uh, the first opportunity you get, let it be a holiday or a sick child or an emergency at the job it will completely derail you immediately because you don't want to mm-hmm. so either you find a new mindset to tackle this issue or you find yourself another way of let's, stay, let's stick with the gym example um, to get movement into your life mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't have to be the gym maybe there's something else you can do but uh, that's usually a big indicator when when things don't get done despite accountability partner there yeah. there's something wrong with that goal
1: yeah no i love that i love that that the gym is not for everyone it's yep. not, it's, it's not oh. for everyone, but we live in this culture where we're like, everyone should be going to the gym. And if you don't go to the gym, that yeah. you should feel guilty and you should feel low on yourself. Um, that's very, I think that's very much a message that at least I've received and mm-hmm. you know, in, in my life. And now knowing that I have SIBO and that like, I had this feeling for a while that I feel like going to the gym and high intensity workouts and doing it's all that stuff. Right. I don't feel like that should be, I doesn't like, I like it, but I get so tired afterwards. Right. And, uh, I just had this message that like, yeah, it doesn't really make a difference. I don't think it's good for me. Um, and then people telling me, no, like, I don't know if you have water weight. I think that you just don't eat right. And that you don't exercise enough. And I'm like, I don't know if I can like do it much more to eat right. You know, like, yeah, yeah. but that's always, that can also come from people who I go on vacation with. And if I'm on vacation, I'm, I'm going to eat like a macaroni and well, cheese pizza <laughs> Of course. You know what I mean? But anyways, but my, my point, I'm rambling now, but my point is, is that like the gym, like literally I was trying to give a specific example of how the gym is not for everyone. The gym is not for me and that's okay. Yeah. And it's okay to be struggling. Yeah. With me not being able to go to the gym with, you know, the idea of like feeling guilty. That's, I mean, you have to work through it. doesn't just happen overnight. Of being not feeling guilty. No, yeah. And it's okay to struggle with. Well, what is that new exercise going to be? What is a low impact? Right. You know, is that yoga for me? Yes, it is. But you mm-hmm. know, having that be frequent within my life, that's a struggle, and that's okay. Yeah. Um. You know, struggling with, uh, wanting to show up for someone else, but it not being the space that is conductive or conducive to you. Right. We. That's something that makes you feel good that's okay. It's all okay. And don't get yourself in a space where you're going to ghost on yourself. Oh my gosh, Amika, mm-hmm. just look, look at you go. Now we're, now we're really happy with this. Oh right? my gosh. I'm, I'm too. I just look at you go. I just was bringing in all the, all the, all the little elements that you've been bringing in here. Um, wow. So powerful. Look at Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And I really, I really like to find the easiest solution for people because, um, most of us are used to working hard, mm. right? I mean, um, I don't know many lazy people. I know a lot of hardworking people out there. I know a and, lot of
1: hardworking people that think yeah. they are lazy people. Yes,
0: absolutely. Same here. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of my worst inner critic things is, uh, oh, you're you're lazy. There's more stuff to get done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, totally. But uh, those people, nobody... I know, and I think most people, they don't, not reach, they don't not reach their goals because they are too lazy. That's not what's happening. They just think they need to struggle so hard. And in many aspects, that's true. In many aspects, we have to work hard, but we don't have to struggle in everything. And finding the easiest way to do certain things, looking for the easiest way is a good thing. And that's that's a a difficult lesson to learn from for lots of us, right? Yeah. What if what if it were easy? That's that's one of the most important questions I work with. That's like that's how I that's how I quit smoking. What if it were easy? All right, who tells me it's hard? I don't know. Actually, yeah. And then it turns out it isn't. Mm. Um, well, that's how. That's it. Mean, it was still mental work. It was a sure. lot of mindset work, right? But I know but, what you
1: mean. Like when you tell yourself if yeah. it's going to be hard, yeah,
0: then it's going it to be. It will definitely hard. be hard. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that's uh, when people say, "I don't have the time to do this and that," or will look at their uh, schedule and really find those micro slots. It's like, let's say when I work with a mother of toddlers, I cannot tell her to meditate 20 minutes because she will not find the 20 minutes in her regular day. She will not. Uh, But what she finds is like closing the bathroom door and sitting on the rim of the bathtub for a minute or two um, and meditate. Nobody knows what... As long as she's not gone for 20 minutes, but just like those extra two minutes, that's fine. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And those things. So sometimes... What if it were easy? What if there was, uh, what if there were a way to make it easy? What if all those stories we tell ourselves are not true? What if I can't find a way not to go to the gym and still feel good about my body and how I move and everything? Mm -hmm. And those ways are out there. But uh, we are often very much in our way, right? That's, (laughs) That's right where we are. Yes. No.
1: And, and you know, that's something that I've been dealing with too, right? Is, is being in my own way mm-hmm. and trying to be conscious of the story that I tell myself. Right. Right? And um, that's why, like, me right now, my own personal journey, I'm really looking to find the joy. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I haven't thought about it like this, but it's so on the nose for me. I am one of those people that struggles with the idea of, Um, it being okay that it's easy Mm -hmm. right like I know eventually it's going to get easy but I don't know I, I think that I struggle with like one letting it be easy or one letting it be too hard and so I get kind of in this weird space so I've tried to transition that into this new conversation of how can this be joyful for me? Because when it's joyful, then you don't think about it. It's like the yeah. Mary Poppins, right? Like right. Mary Poppins, she sings to them, yeah. and they make it into a game, and they clean the room. Right. And it was fun.
0: Yeah, and I add a lot uh, with ease, uh, with fun and ease to a lot of my goals now or my affirmations or something because I'm still struggling with the, the ease part. Mm. Um, that's my big... Um, personal project for the year, the ease. <laughs> yeah. Let it be easy is my, is my intention for the year.
1: Let it be. Let it be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I feel like we could keep going. Um, but it has been, it has been about an hour now. So for our dear listeners, I think we'll stop here. Um, I will put your links and whatnot on the show notes. Is there any, anything that you want to share? No pressure.
0: A last little bit I would say people don't be shy to reach out okay I also just I just answer emails right if someone sends me an email or a message I just answer that it's not uh that uh, I'm not approachable or like on through Instagram messages or regular emails just reach out if you want to share something with me I'd be happy to hear from you
1: you know, that's very true. Like, and yeah, anyone, like, or just especially Mika here, but, you know, if you feel drawn to reach out to someone and you're like, oh, I'm, you know, maybe I'm not good enough or I don't know if Instagram is the right space or I don't have time for an email mm-hmm. or whatever, I mean, just, like, do whatever is easy and do whatever is fun yep. and make yeah. it happen because mm-hmm. if you don't do it, then you'll never know what magic can come from that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love it
0: thanks for having me oh my gosh thank you so much for
1: being here this is so good i loved our conversation the way that you like layered which it wasn't intentional i know but the way that the conversation was layered was so boss i love it i love it so much thank you
0: yes this was fabulous yeah i (laughs) loved it (laughs)
1: oh good oh good okay guys well that's it for us so until next time talk to you then